You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Well, welcome. This is Andre Ebron, the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Podcast, where we talk about family, relationship, ministry, community, and career. Today has been such an exciting day. If you know anything about me, you know I love topics surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, this week alone, we had, you know, women's equals rights equals pay day. Uh, we want to make sure that if ladies are doing the same job, which they are, according to all statistics, that they're being compensated, uh, they're just doing what they are entitled to. So shout out to all the strong uh, ladies out there, the female entrepreneurs, those uh, who are doing exciting and great things that are shaping and impacting this world. Uh, I have my mother, Jeanette Ebron, Dr. Jeanette Ebron, doing amazing things. Uh, my sister, my wife, my my aunt. So when it comes down to you getting uh, equal pay for the job that you're doing, I am essentially an advocate for all of that. And tonight I have on the show, I should have a drum roll, please. I have Miss Candace Cox Wimberly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, excellent, excellent, Good. excellent. I'm glad that you were able to come on the show. The so perfect timing with that intro. Women's equity or women's rights. Women's, women's rights. equal pay. Perfect yes. timing. Perfect timing. And uh, when we talk about uh, exciting and igniting uh, little girls to dream, uh, you know, I think about Mae Jameson and you know her work with right. being an astronaut. I think about right. I learned some interesting things about uh, Wilma Rudolph. Uh, actually in a leadership meeting at church this week that I didn't okay. know. Okay. So Wilma Rudolph, you know, the track star, you know, went and did right. some exciting things. And she wasn't just the first African-American woman. She was the first American woman to accomplish those things that she did in track it's and field. It's something new, too. Then, but yeah. Here's what I found out is that she not only had polio, we know that, right? right? But she had overcome scarlet fever. She had overcome tons of like childhood diseases wow. in order to accomplish. Wow. And they said that her mother continued to just uh, strengthen her legs. And when she came from a large family and each family member had to take the time to like do the exercises with wow. her. And then one day she just decided to take the braces off herself. It's all about the teamwork. You all know about what the I mean? Teamwork. That supportive system that her family came together to help get her to where she is. And I love it. I love, I love it, it, too. So if you are fortunate and blessed enough to have a strong team of family support of women mm -hmm. who will not take no for an answer right. and who will push through glass ceilings, who will shatter all former concepts of what is possible for women to accomplish. In fact, every nation in the world, the greatness has been built upon the ingenuity of women. So shout out to you all. I like to That's say right. it like this. I say it like this, and I, and I mean it wholeheartedly. That if you ever want to see the rise and the fall of any family, it is the leadership. I know everybody. I can hear all of my church folks tying it, but if you want to see the rise and the trouble. fall, uh, listen. <laughs> I'm just going to hey, listen. Listen. I just want hey. Listen. The rise and the fall of any household is based upon the tenor of how that woman builds her house. Mm -hmm. In fact, Scripture says a wise woman does what. 
Doesn't builds her house. house. So, yeah, so shout out. Okay. Now, yeah. here's what I love. We met, well, this hasn't even been like a week. Right. It, it hasn't even been a week ago, but I was so impressed uh, with meeting you and looking at, A, your confidence when you came in. You exude some dignity and integrity and just class poise. So I was like, yo, I have to see exactly, you know, what she's offering, what, and when you expressed that you were an author and an international speaker and you have a heart for, you know, building our youth and our next generation of leaders, mm-hmm. I wonder when I meet, uh, my first question to you, remember, was, like, tell me about your journey. Like, how mm-hmm. did you get this? So mm-hmm. tell me about it again. Like, how did you, this woman that's sitting before us now, like, take me to, like, 10-year-old you uh, when you okay. began to dream and aspire and what causes you now to have a strong passion to build uh, the character of our youth? Okay, awesome. Excellent question. You know, it's perfect timing. So let me first say that I was brought up in a God-fearing home okay. by my mother. So let me give a shout-out to my mom as well. Okay, shout-out. You know, on this Women's Celebration Month, a woman who has, you know, instilled nothing but integrity, love, and the person I am today, the morals and the standards that I have today is that foundation. That's where I learned it. So I was brought up in a church, went to church all week. You know, my mom had choir rehearsal. She was on the usher board. She was a nurse, you know, and I was in a choir, you know, so it felt like we was always at church. Okay. And at that time, I was like, that's all we do is go to church, school, work, and church. And, And when I look back, I can't help but have gratitude, you know, for that foundation because, you know, it's instilled in me. You know, the lessons that were taught by the leadership of the pastor, you know, and as well with just learning how to be of service. You know what I mean? Being able to learn how to serve, you right. know, and I look back and I would laugh or I'd be like, Mom, you always doing stuff at church, you know, but I'm blessed to reap the harvest of some of her seeds that she invested when she was serving all those years. You know, when I first kicked off my program, I first started my business at my church home. They opened the doors oh, excellent. for me to start there. You know what I mean? So right. that abilities to have that um safe space but also to be entrusted to do such a thing you know i'll always be appreciative to my bishop bishop charles ellis at greater grace temple i was gonna say are you gonna yeah, shout yeah, your church yeah, out yeah, okay go ahead course. get an address go ahead and shout it out go ahead <laughs> two three five hundred west seven mile is where they fellowship at you know our fellowship is on sundays and on wednesdays but anyhow um I was just reflecting and thinking about, you know, that serving, you know, learning all of that, learning about community, learning about how, you know, you know, your brother, your sister, but it's a little bit deeper than um, you might see in the service as a kid. So at 10 years old, you know, that's what I was doing. You know, I was, you know, doing after school activities, maybe cheering, you know, in school. And then um, by the age of 12 is when I decided I want to become an entrepreneur. Okay. Like what? So when you talk about service and then I want to go into like what led you to be an entrepreneur, what was the triggering thought that said, you know what? I want my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a quote today by one of my fraternity brothers. He said uh, and he didn't he didn't make the quote, but he shared it in a space where we were sharing. Right. And he said, if service is beyond if service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? You have to serve first to be a leader. 
I believe that you must know how to serve. And uh, even when you become a leader, that doesn't mean you aren't still, you're still serving as a leader. You know, you're serving in in a different capacity or role, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have more people you're responsible for. But as a good steward, keeping that mentality of being humble enough to know I'm doing this in service, you know, versus it's all about me and is what I say. That's not a leader. That's dictatorship. Okay, that's good. So they, they, <laughs> I know there's a that that meme or that um, image where it shows the difference between a leader and a manager, or mm-hmm. you know, and dictatorship says my way or the highway. Right. And now, so I'm looking at your foundation, which is you were raised in a God fearing home, dedication and service to God, working within your your ministry and watching your mom serve in various capacities, mm-hmm. whatever was needed. Then she brought you in and you were serving, mm-hmm. and then you were involved in after-school activities. Right. And then at age 12, you decide, as a young woman, a young lady, it says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I did. Like, what was that triggering? Like, take me to that experience. It so, sounds like a yeah. revelatory moment. Yeah, it was. Okay. I kept it under wraps okay. until I graduated college. Oh, wow. I wrote it down, wrote it a piece of paper. I remember, you know, at church, right? Um, my pastor said, you know, we have entrepreneurs here in this building. So, wait, I need you to frame it for me, though, because, okay. like, I can hear it. So, is the Hammond B3, <laughs> is it is the Hammond B3 playing, or is he just teaching? You know, it's teaching. Okay, you know, so he was teaching. teaching okay. Or, you know, and I just remember sitting in church, you said, we have entrepreneurs in here, and if you're an entrepreneur, write it down, you know, and, you know, if you believe it, stand up or declare it. <laughs> I declared it, you All know, right. I something awoke inside of me to know, like, that's my calling. That's what I'm here to do. Okay. I didn't talk about it. I didn't brag about it because I never got caught up in the idea of being an entrepreneur as, hey, I got my own business. And, uh, you know, that's my motivation to just motivate people in that aspect mine was more of okay i'm gonna be an entrepreneur so i have the freedom and the flexibility to do all that i'm caught to do to fulfill my purpose without any limitations that's good can you take a moment and declare that to somebody right now we're, <laughs> gonna, we're going to have we're going to read we're going to have that moment uh that you had at 12 years old we're mm-hmm. going to have that moment on the drawing board podcast it's right now go ahead and speak ear. to the people okay so pretty much you know the difference between entrepreneurs as well as a business owner those are within itself two different things. And when I became an entrepreneur, it was in line with my initial purpose or desire to be an entrepreneur. Of course, yes, I want to have my own business, but the reasoning behind it was for me to have the freedom to have that flexibility without a glass ceiling to fulfill all of my purpose that is within me. And at that time at 12, I didn't know what type of business it was going to be. I just said, okay, to the assignment. Okay. I said, okay, yes, okay, and will come to me in due time. And when I did that, I put it to the side, stayed focused, went to college, got my bachelor's degree, and um, worked for the state of Michigan for a little while. And then it came back, you know, full circle that that was something I was supposed to do. You know, I started doing community development um, in a consulting capacity. And then um, during that time, I think I was like going through some paperwork or something. I came across a sheet of paper. Okay. And I forgot I even wrote it down. And I was like, wow, you know, who knew, who thought, you know, and I go, it goes right back to Habakkuk. And it says, write the vision, make Make it it plain, plain, you know. So, you know, I encourage anyone that is thinking about entrepreneurship, thinking about starting your own business, 
make sure that you know and always remember the why, the why you're doing it, the why you are um, accepting this calling, because it's not all about, you know, glitz and glitter all the time. Believe you me, you know, it's a lot of days where you are not being paid, but you're not even thinking about it because, you know, that's your commitment. But it's also when you know that it's something that you are called to do, it's no longer just something you may want to do. It's also a responsibility for you to fulfill because if that's inside of you and it's something you have to bring forth in this world, you are called to be a good steward of that. So I take that serious. You know, in one of my favorite references in the book of the Bible is in Matthew. Okay. 25. And it talks about the parable of the talents and the gifts. Right. And I live by that. Because I believe and know that we all have talents. We all have gifts. And it may not line up for everybody as an entrepreneur, but we all have talents and gifts. And so that's that's interesting that you frame it that way, or that is uh, the launching pad from which you work. So entrepreneurship for you is not just an opportunity. It's an assignment. Yeah. And when you have that conviction, that deep conviction of what will you present back to the Lord yeah. with the talent that he gave you, you definitely can't bury it. You know, you need to double it and increase it and multiply it and let the grace of the Lord be upon you to mm-hmm. impact other lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now that brings me to your program. Share a little bit about that. What is what is your program? What do you do? OK, well, there's a number of things we do. Um, I can actually start with the history. Okay. Fast forward to where we are today. All right. Um, so in 2012, we initially began programming for our high school students that were going off to college okay, and we provided programming after school setting. And that was phenomenal, you know, and I can say that because of the feedback I got from those who've now graduated college and have reached back out and said, you know, the program is very, very um, helpful with not only them transitioning to college successfully, but to go and be retained and to finish and complete college and to reduce student loan debt and just the resources, you know, that were provided to have them come back to me and share. Thank you. The parents, we appreciate it. Them reaching back out now and um, even coming back to volunteer. Like how can we help in some capacity to the future youth or those you all are working with? So, that within itself, I let that speak for itself, you know, of the right. enrichment and workshops we provided. So initially it was 12th graders. And then um, shortly after we began programming for uh, young people as early as sixth grade. Okay. So now to date, we provide programming to youth from sixth grade to 12th grade. And then we also do adult education, adult workshops, as well as parent workshops. And our focus is centered on college preparation, as well as, you know, motivational empowerment for just self-help and enrichment on just really deciding on your purpose and fulfilling that. So that's, you know, the programming capacity of it. And then what we have today here is my book, which is entitled I Am a Genius, The Career Manual, which encompasses a lot of the things we just went over, you know, in what we talked about today, but in the programming. And a book is just going into how to really 
one, learn about yourself, you know, asking very vital questions that we may not ask on a day to day. And then getting your history, your family's educational history, finding out, you know, why and what the next step will be. If, in fact, you want to go to a trade school, if you want to go to a university or college, knowing the difference and being able to know that it's okay in whatever decision you're going to make to get higher education. So it's a lot of things in there as well as an entrepreneurship, how to start a business, you know, the steps on different types of businesses. You know, we even go into our wrote down a breakdown of difference between a private sector, public sector, and a nonprofit sector. And I get a, from a lot of people feedback like, man, I don't even know or break it down in that way or that capacity. So, yeah, it's a lot of great fundamentals in the book. And um, it was put together more so to help and serve more young people across the globe at a greater capacity. And we have a lot of, you know, great things underway coming forth soon. Yeah, I definitely see that. I'm looking at some of the work that you've done, Mm -hmm. and you've done work with Steve Madden. You've done work with Nordstrom, United Way, Michigan State, GM, Ford, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. And so when you get a chance to get those testimonials back and you have, you know, those who have gone on and graduated that are proof positive that your program is successful, uh, what's, what's next uh, for your program, uh, I Am Genius. Is that the title of the program? I Am a Genius. I Am a Genius. Right now, we're actually underway of preparing our tour. The okay. Genius Tour. The, the Genius, Genius Tour. tour. Okay. Yep, the Genius Tour. I'm excited about it. Me too. It sounds like, yeah. I, it sounds like you need a speaker yeah. on that platform. <laughs> That's, right. Yes. The Genius Tour, um, we're going to be going to different states and working with 12th graders and parents. Okay. Providing workshops, again, to help those transitions, to provide that support system, but just to give that enrichment, that excitement that, you know, they need to know, okay, these are things I should have in place. I'm now what class of 2020. I need to know what I need to have to be a solid graduate and being able to go into college, you know, and be prepared and not catch that senioritis. Right. That senioritis. Kicks <laughs> in. And if anybody knows about it, you you definitely were sitting there wondering how how many assignments can I not do? Can I not do? Can I not do and still <laughs> graduate? No, you, there is a greater goal. You must get ready to transition. And I think that's so important. So when we look at um, education or when we look at and even look at life, so it's just a a microcosm of real life, you know, the school setting. So transitioning from fifth grade to sixth grade, huge year. Mm -hmm. You know, you end up setting the platform that will determine what high school you go to. Transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade, you know, those are the, if, if you come from the, you know, church perspective, those are the teen and tween years, right? right. So we want to make sure that the tween years, so we make sure that we don't lose them right. in that space. And right. then uh, when you're ninth grade, where you're 12th grade, getting ready to transition really to, to start life. You know, you mm-hmm. want to start at the greatest capacity you can. It's always easier to start high and continue to develop what it is that you're doing at an mm-hmm. optimal level than to have to, you know, just grinding now grinding has its place you know mm-hmm. so i already hear you know those that are tuning in say you know i've been grinding you know i stay on my grind that's that's good but <laughs> it's good to be able to not have to struggle when you have prepared and so your program takes them through i'm sure the fast food process you know understanding talk to me about like how essential like identity is in your program helping young people discover who they are as they plan to pursue what they want to study in college. That's the core of it. That's the core of everything we do. Okay. You know, but 
statement of I am a genius is intentional. Okay. So when people look at the book or they have a t-shirt, they're like genius or I am a genius. And I say, you're right. You are. And I, so many people I ask, have you ever declared that? Have you ever said that to yourself? Right. Come on. Let's take a moment and declare <laughs> that right now. I'll let you lead us. Come on. Lead us in that all declaration. Right. Let's all say I I am, am a, a genius genius, and believe it and keep saying it until you believe it, you know, repeat it and continue to say it. And then you, the more you say, it, you know how affirmations work, right? You say it and then you believe it, but even print it out. Matter of fact, get your book, get your, get your I am book. a genius book, get your I am a genius t-shirt just to be reminded that you are a genius. We all are geniuses in my opinion because we're created in the geniuses eyesight image All right. the you image know what and i mean yeah. yes Absolutely. and being able to go back to your question of identity it starts with knowing whose we are okay okay and right. then as we are aligned and knowing that that helps one's confidence within itself of knowing okay who i belong to you know and then learning what your assignment is what we are called to do such as, let's speak about the Apple phone. Okay. Can you imagine that never being created? I mean, you know, I'm an Android I user, am you know, too, but... Uh... Android, so, you know, apples, uh, biblically, you know, well, they call it the fruit. They don't say it was an apple, but no, I'm joking. So, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That software so, system. The yeah. software system, let's right. just say cell phones within okay. itself in its entirety. Right. Can you imagine it today... Of it not being in existence. I couldn't imagine it. Couldn't imagine it, even no. though there was a time. And I would imagine even maybe in your lifetime. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I feel some shade. I feel some palm trees and cool air. She said maybe in my lifetime. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a second. Listen, put the, put the drawing board on pause. We will be back. And, no, I'm joking. But, yes, absolutely. And, and in some ways I am an Apple user because I, I love my MacBook. Yeah, so uh-huh. in, in my lifetime, yes. By the way, uh, 1982 was a good year. Holla at your boy. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but absolutely. I couldn't imagine uh, interfacing. And actually, I was just telling uh, my engineer, Kate, my A1 since day one. Shout out, Kate. A1, yeah, what, what's going on? And I was saying to myself, like, my computer's moving so slow. And then I was thinking as I was saying that out of my mouth, I was mm-hmm. like, I remember DOS. I remember, you know, uh, when it was you had to plug into the telephone jack and the dial up. So oh. I was like, well, slow is relative depending okay. on, you know, yep. when you're talking yep. about it. Yep. And yep. Uh, that just goes to process. And, you know, in my mind, I was saying transformation takes time. Mm-hmm. And depending on who's engaging with it uh, determines what level of patience they exercise with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And just knowing that there was a point. It never existed, right? Never existed, right. So someone said yes to the call. They went to the drawing board. They did. They went and they fulfilled what it is they were called to do. And here we are now Uh across the world benefiting from that and then executing our purposes through this device. So it's kind of like investments. Let's go back to the parable. Okay. With the talents. So there was one guy who had two talents, multiplied it to be four. Right. So the one had four, multiplied it to be eight. And the one that had one went and buried it. It was like, you know, now I want to keep it. I want to make sure, you know, that it was good. It was safe. I'm going to save it for later. Right. And I think about that, and it makes me think about some people probably sitting there in their gift, thinking and saying, I'll wait to the perfect timing, or I'll wait until whatever it may be. If not now, when? If not now, when? 
I was listening to, I can't remember who it was, but someone uh, was doing a speaking engagement and they shared that procrastination actually is arrogance. Well, let's talk about it. And they shared that procrastination is going on the assumption that we'll have more time to complete what we already know we need to get done. That's a good thought. So the arrogance comes into play of, hey, yeah, I'll get it done and I'll be able to as opposed to, you know what? I need to make this happen. I need to do it and don't keep prolonging it and make, you know, procrastinating. Right. And some people are call themselves the king or queen of procrastination. I've heard that. Saying that they need that level of intensity or pressure in order to perform at their best. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there's a paradigm shift that must take place, mm-hmm. you know, for that particular person. Mm-hmm. But because it takes a lot more work to prepare than it does to rush, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you have uh, more time than you actually do. You know, I could hear a uh, mother, whoever, or, mm-hmm. you know, deacon, whoever saying, you know, no man knoweth. <laughs> no, but the day I, of the hour, right? right? Absolutely. So, I mean, they always refer to something as it relates to the rapture. Right, right. But, but you know what, Andre? Yeah. I'll just make it even more um, transparent with that thought. Because I know I've been wanting to push it to the last minute you know for school papers the night before I'll kill Absolutely. it but I'll right. be stressed like oh lord how am I get on the other side of this paper I don't know how I'm gonna finish it right the night before right right, right. but uh going back to our callings and our talents it's not about us it's not Point about us blank period yeah. so about not knowing a day or the hour yeah you might still be here of five years from now but that person that needed your gift that person need to hear from you. Yeah. They may not be, That's or their right. life may be shifted in different directions. So it's not about us. Right. Our story, our talent and purpose is help somebody else. So that whole piece of holding on to a scene, you nah, bring it forth because someone needs it. Someone is calling. Somebody needs your story. Somebody needs your talent, your gift. It's time. Now, if you're listening to this and you're watching this, you are now held accountable. For the information you are now hearing, because you already know within yourself, you've been thinking about it, you've been like, oh, okay, but you can already feel it within yourself that the time is now, so act on it. The time is now. Act on it. I think that's I think that's essential uh, because your gift is an answer to someone else's problem. Absolutely. And when you think about it that way, you're. And here's the thing. The only thing that you're required to do is utilize it. Yeah. And God has a way of increasing your capacity as you be faithful with the use of it. So I think about your story. You started using your gift at church, you know, and your program started growing there. Mm -hmm. Then it started growing even more. Mm -hmm. Then you have testimonies now. And Mm -hmm. as you see the the gradation or the gradual growth of it, now you're getting ready to travel. You have traveled the world, but you're getting ready to take the tour of, guess what, your gift to empower, impact, and shape lives, you know, from the calling and the assignment on your life. Think about how many people are benefiting from that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's excellent. Thank yeah, you. I think about a time um, where and sometimes sometimes people can be in a rush to try to accomplish things before time. True. And True. Uh, I'll use this slight example. I was my wife was pregnant. Right. And I went to go get her some food. Right. So, you know, that I had to definitely rush to get. There. Right. Right. And this gentleman. He stops me and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I don't want to be rude to this guy, but right. I really, really need to go. Mm-hmm. So he stops and he talks to me uh, on the street and he asks me to pray for him. 
And I was like, oh, and I see one of the things that I enjoy doing mm-hmm. or that, you know, part of my assignment is to pray and okay. see because my faith is in God to be able to connect. And once I get agreement, oh, the mm-hmm. answer is done. You know, mm-hmm. that's what. And so that is like in prayer. That's what you're looking for when you're praying right. with somebody is that once we agree, it's over. God's God's doing it. Right. So pray for this guy. You know, when you're on the street, shout out to all my street evangelists. Pray with your eyes open. All right. Don't close your eyes when you're praying on the street. Don't close your eyes when you're praying on the street. So praying for this guy. And at the time, my mother was very sick. And so that was weighing heavy on me. You know, we were believing by faith that, you know, God was going to heal. And he did. But at that time, we still, you know, we were applying our faith. Right. And sometimes what you feel like you're stopping at a moment of what can consider inconvenience, mm. God can have one of the largest blessings for you in that obedience. Mm. Because that guy turned around, the Spirit of the Lord fell on him, and he started prophesying to me and said, hey, I know you're worried about your mother. God says she's going to be healed. Mm. He wants to do this and that with mm. your life, and mm. this is what he's going to do. So in that moment of obedience— And did where he know anything about your He God? didn't know anything about So I knew— that, that that moment of obedience was really, it was a mutual exta- right. exchange, but it was really for me. For you. And so this guy that was walking on the street, what some would consider a vagrant, and asked me, he stopped me and asked me to pray for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, in that moment, that moment was for me. But right. had I pushed past it and not obeyed. Right. And so what I'm, you said, why did you share that story, Ebron? Because some of you are pushing past your gift. And really, if you stop and obey God with what he has blessed you with to empower others, you'll find that that blessing in turn Mm -hmm. was really to empower you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I believe it's important to just be in tune with God, hearing his voice, but also being in tune with like where you were like, okay, let me stop. Let me be, you know, and communicate or let me go ahead and be of services, man. You know right. what I mean? You Absolutely. know, that's another way of saying, hey, you sold 10 for some, you got back 100 fold. Absolutely. You know, in a different capacity. Right. And a minute, a moment ago, you mentioned about, you know, rushing too quickly, you know, and sometimes, I mean, again, in context, of, you know, reference to the Bible, it states be anxious for nothing. But yeah. in all that ways, supplication, you know, and with pray, Thanksgiving, with Thanksgiving make your request. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it is important not to rush things and matters. You know what I mean? And especially because we're talking about the subject matter of entrepreneurship. Right. You know, being a business owner, there are things you need to put in order to help your business be more successful. Absolutely. You know what I yes. mean? I learned earlier on, you know, I was like, man, I'm ready to get this. I'm ready to do it. I knew I was business astute, but there are some things I didn't put into place. And now looking back, I'm like, man, I probably would have helped things go a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, you know, or I even consulted individuals who were in business for probably like years to come, but never have wrote a business plan. You know right. what I mean? It could right. take advantage of having additional funds, additional supporting team members. Right. So I share it to say, having your um, affairs in order, 
because God is a God of order. That's right. You know, so having it in order, being clear on the direction you want to go, being clear about the vision, but having order, having your business plan laid out, going over it, having someone look over it, taking advantage of a lot of resources that are available today. You know, in Metro Detroit area, we have a uh, tech sound. They have a lot of uh, support there to help individuals who are starting their business. You have a lot of small business organizations online. There are a lot of resources to help small business owners get on their feet and learn about what they can do. Templates are of the galore online now for business plans. You know, just going and looking at some templates online to be able to compare it to what you're seeking to do. It's a lot of resources online to help you get into position in place because a business plan helps you most importantly, get some funding if you're going to be a business owner. Now, if you just want it to be a hobby, okay, right. <laughs> you know, but if you actually are seeking to be a business owner who is generating funds, then a business plan is going to help you. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, one resource off mine is uh, SBA.gov. Right. Uh, SBA.gov is good. I know Build Institute is, yep. is really good. Mm-hmm. I just went to a, an event they had. Uh, where it's called Detroit Soup, where they have different four yes, people. Yes, Detroit people. Soup is great. Yeah, so I went to that. That was awesome. Um, like you mentioned, Tech Town's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when um, Marcus and Eric were downtown with yeah. the Black Suites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed down there State Friday. They're no longer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, yep, they're, yep. they're no longer down there. But I know they're helping like with marketing. So there, there are tons of resources. And what I love is it's kind of a great hub of startups. So right. uh, you know the the feast and famine of entrepreneurship sometimes is up. You know, and, and you have I just had uh, April Boyle and. Uh, Jacquees Purefoy here from Build last okay, week. Okay. So yeah, we talked about that. And I love it, uh, when you shape it from your perspective. And I think I'm looking right at some, some portions of your book and saying everybody needs to get this book, uh, to be able to journal. Like journaling is huge and important. So <laughs> I am a genius. Yeah. You, you are a genius. Now it's time to go to work. Yeah, Let's yeah, get to yes. work. And it is a, a functional journal that allows, I don't know if we can zoom a little bit, but people can see you can write in here. I won't give too much of it away because you need to make sure you get the book. <laughs> but we're talking about such things as mentorship groups, nonprofit and community orgs, parents, skills, trade schools, skilled trade workers, students, vocational schools, youth, job seekers, guidance counselors, educators. It's just so much in this book that you need to make sure you get. So tell me, Candace, where can they get your book at? Oh, great question. Right on our website, which is net. I-A-M-A-G-E-N-I-U-S.net. And it's also available on Amazon. Excellent. So when you were thinking about, and I, I, I heard you kind of allude to it, but I just want to bring some uh, clarity around why you were inspired to title your book or your program, I Am a Genius. Mm-hmm. And so tell, tell me about that. Like, I love moments. So we're, what we're going to create before we leave today <laughs> is uh, the moment when, uh, and I will, like, so in my mind, uh, may I take the liberty of, like, telling your story, like the 12-year-old when you wrote the paper, like, this is what I saw, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw, like, a young lady, because I know what it is to serve at church, right? So mm-hmm. you're sitting within the pew, yeah. right? You have mm-hmm. your little sheet of paper because yeah. your mama told you you have to pay attention, yeah. you know, and take <laughs> notes. You got to know what the sermon title was and be able to dialogue <laughs> about it. So I know that, right? So I see this young lady, you know, dressed, you know, very nicely, listening to the message, you know, uh, Bishop Ellis 
is his preaching. He's he's teaching now. He's instructing mm-hmm. about building the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. in order to build the kingdom, uh, we have to not just continue to go to. And in, in my mind, this is what I see him doing. We can't continue to go to the world for these finances. We can be able. When God created a system, those who operate within the kingdom should be able to fund it. Mm-hmm. That's why entrepreneurs mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. And I can hear mm-hmm. him saying, "So right now, I believe by faith, God is releasing this anointing for entrepreneurship." <laughs> right. So this is what I see him doing. And then he says, "If you believe that you are an entrepreneur, right?" So everybody's like, "Yeah, hey, you know," they start praising God, right? right, right and right, like right. you. Too so I see it like, Andre was on the internet pew, y'all. Yeah, I was on. I was. And, listen, and so then I can see you like your ears and your eyes perk up because your assignment spoke to yes. you and was quickened in that moment, yes. right? Yes. So that it was it was a prophetic moment yes. for you yeah. because the word that was coming from the man of God connected with your Absolutely. assignment. And so then I see the young lady who's writing, you know, decides to look up. And it seems like she and the bishop are having this moment (laughs) where the word of God is coming from him directly to her. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, like God starts working behind the scenes to orchestrate your mentors, to orchestrate your experiences, to orchestrate those things that would make you an effective witness for him through entrepreneurship. Wow. That was good. So I I want to do a video, a commercial now. You be the producer. Hey, let's let's do it. I'm with it because I can see that so vividly. And uh, here's my my little moment to say, for those of you who wonder, like, the validity and the importance of having your young people at church, like, these moments are huge. Because when faith is released from the man or woman of God that is sharing, it connects with what God has assigned you to do. You know, whoever, you're paying attention right now. And you're like, man, I remember when my pastor was (laughs) preaching and something like leaped in my belly that said, Mm -hmm. I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Or that thing that, you know, continues to upset you that you don't see happening. Like that's part of your assignment. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you connect with Candace and you actually start, hey, write the vision. You start walking through the journal. And listen, there are tons of resources in here. Like, I listen, where, look where I put your card at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she can see. I, can, uh-huh. I won't show you. You got to get the book. <laughs> All right. But the next page right here is about an idea. Everything we see within this world, Candace, it started off as somebody's idea. Yeah. And they had the courage to take that step of faith to see that idea from conception to realization. Absolutely. Walk me through that process. Or I, ha- I asked you another question prior to us getting to this point. But <laughs> I feel like right now, uh, I think it's important when we talk about entrepreneurship that we talk about process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So talk to me about that. So your question, the process prior was to, genius, right? Yes, yes, yes. The process am, of yeah, that the process one? of that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or was there something? Yep. Oh, okay. you're good. Okay. Yep. So the process, I mean, I got it. Since he went and did this whole theatrical story that brought so much life to the situation, right. I gotta try it, try it on right quick. Yeah, so, let's, let's <laughs> so I remember teaching um, to, I believe it was either my sixth grade or seventh grade class. So I'm standing in front of the classroom, and it's an urban community school, but the students are, you know, hungry for knowledge, hungry for information, and they all have a whole diverse, different background situations that they're dealing with as kids. Some stuff real heavy, 
you know. So seeing them come in, you know, but still pushing, still being motivated, still, you know, making a point to try to do their best to come to school, even though they're hungry. They got the same uniform on their head on all week with the dirty food stains on it. You know what I mean? Just a number of things that you can see, like, man, they got some tough times going on, you know, in their situation outside of school. Yeah. So when I would come and I would meet with the young people and I'm standing in front of the class and talking to them, you know, and I'm encouraging them and we were discussing the lesson. And they just hit me to say, you are a genius for each and every one of them to know I have a purpose. I am here for a reason to give them that extra motivation to keep pushing forward through whatever they're going through. And for them to always look back and say, you know what? I remember when my teacher told me I was a genius and we affirmed it every single day. Before we left class, we would say, I am a genius. I would hear them and see me in a hallway. I hear them conversation. You know, you're just walking by and passing. They're telling their friend, like, man, I'm a genius. You know what I mean? Just seeing a language change and right. changing the um, level of confidence. It was really important to me to make it a point to awaken that within them. Of knowing you have a purpose. You are a genius. And whatever that is, whatever you're telling your skill is, that's going to be in line with your genius so at that time that was what at the middle school and that was maybe 2013 six years ago okay and then from there it just continued to be birth within me and knowing that we all have our genius and it's just an awakening of it every day that we're going to school or we're doing whatever it is to become a better person it's actually sharpening our genius within us so awakening what's already within us because we have everything we need that's right. Everything we need was already, it's already in us. So the exposure, the resources, the knowledge that we continue to get is more of just an awakening and a sharpening of who we are to be, to be our best self. That's good. Cause I, what I extracted out of what you were saying is that their challenges didn't negate their purpose, Mm-mm. that their tough times and their heavy life circumstances, their assignment didn't change just because Mm-mm. they went through that. Right. In, in fact, it was uh, we needed to go that way mm. for regarding what was ever happening with their assignment and exactly. who they to impact. Uh, exactly. Their genius uh, was cultivated or, you know, they were diamonds in the rough. Right. You know, that right. through that polishing of those daily affirmations, right. you know, the brilliance of who they were uh, came through. Yeah. And it just takes us being faithful to our assignment mm-hmm. for other people uh, to become who they are destined to be. Absolutely. So they, all of us, your future, your destiny is interdependent. We all need one another. Yeah. Many members, one body. Mm-hmm. All right. My church folks know you came on <laughs> in. All right. My believers. So where do you fellowship at? I fellowship at Kano's International Church. Okay. Where I say the baddest pastor in the <laughs> land. That's what I, when I introduce my pastor, say the baddest pastor in the land, my pastor, your pastor, <laughs> the world's pastor, the chief apostle, Dr. Carol Lee Dixon. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I've been right. there uh, for 15 years. Okay. And uh, that was my wife's church okay. uh, before I moved to Michigan. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I say the baddest pastor in the land. Okay. I've seen everything now you got me talking so i'm talking now I no, what i'm saying yeah and, <laughs> and uh i've seen everything from you know uh those with ailments be healed mm. uh supernaturally i've seen the community work uh that she's put in to be able to assist you know those who are going through challenges i've seen <clears throat> excuse me paradigm shifts where minds uh you know needed to be regulated 
I've seen those drug addicted come in and be healed. I've seen those uh, families that were, uh, you know, broken and separated become healed under the ministry and the teaching of the word. Okay. I've seen those who were living totally unrighteous uh, be cleaned by the washing of the word. You know, so, I mean, yeah, this is. This is this is real to me. So okay. when you think about and that's why I felt when we met last week, right. I, I know the difference between when someone is uh, presenting a product or when someone uh, is getting a chance to share themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I look at your book or when we were in that meeting, I was like, no, this is serious to her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not just something that she decided, oh, here's a need. Let me fill it. No, this is a part of her assignment. Yeah. And so in that in that meeting, something you said that I thought was profound. Uh, you said, it's something about this place. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And she got some discernment <laughs> on top of this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, and so that's why I was like, um, got to have you on the show. Uh, Thank you for having yeah, me. Absolutely. I love, what, I love what you're doing. Uh, quality product you are. Uh, definitely have to get the book. Definitely yes, have yes. to get the book. And uh, you need to follow her. Where can they follow you at? I'm on Instagram, which is genius. I am a genius, as well as Facebook. And if you go to our website, you can see all our social media platforms. You can just click there to make it easier, too. Okay, yeah. so question. How can we support you? How can we get involved? Awesome question. Okay. So right now, we are, again, Pushing the Genius Tour. So what we definitely need support with is getting the word out to get it in as many churches right now as we're focusing on in the churches to be able to get to the high school seniors and their parents to provide the workshops. So that's one way is really helpful, getting the word out to all the people that you know so we can get it to the churches across beyond Michigan, Okay, all over. Um, Another thing that we're doing right now is all the proceeds that – we get for I'm a Genius, a portion of those proceeds goes towards a nonprofit that we have for young ladies. And okay. that nonprofit is entitled She is a Genius. She is a Genius. She, yes. Okay. So She's a Genius is focused for young ladies and getting them exposed to mentorship as well as art and entrepreneurship. And we work with them and just provide that uh, mentorship and insight in those areas. But the piece that we appreciate support is donations for that to be provide the programming to the young ladies and be able to provide them that uh, mentorship that is key to helping them in this day in this world that we're in, especially, you know, social media and all the different pressures Absolutely. that they have to face, you know, and just being able to have that support system of helping them really get guided on their journey in life. Absolutely. So and purchase you, your books and purchase yeah, your T-shirts. Purchase your book. <laughs> I don't have the T-shirt. I need the T-shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, XL, you know what I'm saying? No, we, got I'm, it, we got you. We got you. So, listen, you. you need the I Am Genius, I Am a Genius book. You need the T-shirt. You need to support monetarily so they can continue to get the program for the young ladies. She is a genius where they talk about mentorship, art, and entrepreneurship. And listen, it has been my esteemed pleasure to have you on the show. I do see this is probably just the beginning uh, of a great relationship that's going to impact lives and shape the world. So on the Drawing Board Podcast, we always say your future is not behind you. It is not before you, but it is within you. I'm Andre Ebron, and I need you to go ahead and declare this with me. Say it with me. I, I am, am a, a genius. Genius. God bless you. God.